was so far outside, it's unbelievable. Great chance for the play. Here's a chance. McKinnon scores! Nathan McKinnon in overtime, and the Avalanche tie the series at one. And there's the horn. Colorado Avalanche has done it. They've eliminated the Calgary Flames in five games tonight. Welcome to Offside by a Mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, uh, do you think we are at fault for uh, that one, boys? Oh, man. We all predicted that wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't go the way any of us thought it would. Not even Tom from Blue Notes could have predicted the Avalanche to be that soft. Yeah, it was not a good game. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the newest episode of the Offside by Modcast. Wow, that's good English. <laughs> well, the newest episode of the Offside by a Mile podcast. We're we're tired, I guess, today too. You Struggling. Know. Uh, I am Tyler, uh, along with Jared and Brett, as usual. Hello, folks. Hey, hey. And that was awful. Yeah the uh, the streak is over. The streak is really over. Everything that pretty much could have gone wrong in that game did. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, it was a it was a weird one. Grubauer at least showed up. That's very true. Especially at the end of the game. That was honestly one of Grubauer's best games. Yeah, he looked really good in that. <laughs> That's for sure. He got a, he got a lot of exposure there too. For sure. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, what also that first goal that the Blues scored? That's really weird. Like it's just so many weird events that happen in this game. But Which the weirdest offside penalty I think I've ever seen. Or sorry, inter- offside penalty. Yeah, interference penalty. So Buddy's going off the ice. I can't remember who it is, but you know, usually when you go off the ice, another person comes over the boards, right? Generally, how she goes. It didn't happen. So like. The puck goes over near the gate, and Buddy is half off the ice, got his skates off the ice. No one went on the ice, so he decides, okay, I'm just going to play it. Oh, I But that's totally interference penalty because you're not all the way. It's like when you're coming out of the box, yeah. right? You got to have both feet on the ice before you can touch the puck. I don't know if that's a penalty. Yeah, it is. Is yeah. it? Okay, there you go. That was just so weird. And then, of course, on that freaking power play for the Blues, they score. It's just like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> And it's like there wasn't even too many men. That's what I was saying. I was like, I don't think someone, anyone came on. Like, oh, it's it's interference. Yeah, it's <laughs> a it's a weird one. Like, it makes sense. It's a penalty. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense that they rule it interference. Like, it, it's really weird. It's the same way in the Hockey Canada rule book. I can tell you that right now. Oh yeah. Um, it's just really weird that it's classified under the interference rule you'd think it'd be classified in like too many men rule or something like that yeah or like ben, but it, like some kind of bench minor delay of or, game something. or something yeah delay of game yeah i don't know it's like obviously you're it's not funny. stopping the play or anything so it's like yeah there's not really a rule that it fits under properly but interference is kind of a weird one but i, I guess you're interfering with the play generally speaking yeah. you think of interference as interfering with players yeah 
but you're technically interfering with the game, so I guess maybe that's how they justify it. <laughs> it's just so But, weird. yeah, it is a weird one. But even then, that power play goal is just – it just can't happen. Yeah. Like, that. like it's just – because that was the one-timer from the slot, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Right? So it's just like – was it – it wasn't Perron. No, Perron's not there anymore. Perron's in Vegas. Who was it? No, he's – Oh, no, no, no. That was the Shen one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I should have – the Shen goal where, like – He's got an hour. Yeah. It's on the power play, so, like... It's you, terrible coverage. Yeah, you just... You can't leave... You can't leave the guy at, it? like, the... I don't know, face-off dot. It wasn't even face-off dot. It was a little higher than the face-off dot. Yeah. Wide open. I think it was Jost. <clears throat> I, I'm not 100%. Don't quote me on that. But just completely leaves his area. He's playing, like, the... If you're looking at the abs net, he's playing, like, the left side. So I guess right. He's playing the right wing. And he just like leaves his area, comes into the slot, and leaves Shin just sitting there. Yeah. It's like, where is the coverage? But, you know, it's only one penalty kill, honestly, and the team's had a pretty damn good penalty kill lately, so. Yeah, the penalty kill's not been the problem, but it's just one of those where you just it puts you down one nothing. It's not it's not the best penalty. Mm-hmm. You're hoping for one of the like the classic we really need to kill here. Yeah. Kind of pat penalty kills. And then Braden Chen's not exactly a plug. Yeah. And you just let him <laughs> stand there and pick his corner on Grubauer. And not only that, Grubauer screened like crazy. Yeah. Basically it looked like nobody covered anything that they should have on that on that penalty. The, the four guys on the ice covered the four guys without the puck. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was rough, and then Very. the whole issue that we're really, you know, frightened about. Uh, Ranton and, and his freak. Do accident. we want to get into that right now, or do we want to save that? I guess we could. We could wait and get into that later. At the at, after we talk about the game. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously losing him in that game hurt, but that was. <laughs> He was not the reason the Avs were flat and didn't win this game. Oh, no. Definitely not. Oh, we, we talked about it on Sunday, or Monday's episode, I guess. Um, of course, this is four games and six nights. Mm-hmm. Sorry, seven nights, six nights? It was six nights, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of hockey. That's yeah. a lot of hockey. Especially on the road and lots of on travel. On the road, lots of travel, all yeah. that stuff. Well, they traveled 4,494 miles. Yeah, it's nothing. That's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. In six days. Sweet. That's intense. Oh, no, sorry. It says actually here, traveled in eight days. Eight days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So over, like, the entire road trip so far. Yeah. So, like, obviously they're tired. That's fine. They're allowed to be fatigued. You can't really blame them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're pros. It's only ten games or eight games in the season. Nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah that was like, the ninth. That was the ninth game of the season, right? So it's like, you also shouldn't be too tired. If you're tired now, there's a problem. Yeah. Plus, we also talked about this, you know, five-day break mm-hmm. in there, too. So, it's like, yes, you're fatigued from playing all that hockey. That's fine. But 17 shots yeah. against the defending cup champs? There was the offensive. Division rivals? Yeah. It was, they were snoozing, man. Like, yep. the, there was, the offense was just not there. The speed wasn't there. And especially the further you got along in this game 
the worse and worse that they looked and they're just sluggish getting slower and slower except for maybe like mckinnon even mccarr you could see mccarr he was just not quite there the whole team was just kind of it's just one of those nights where no one could really put everything together like mentally and the physical aspect wasn't there at all and their skating was fading which basically. it happens i mean yeah they're still seven one and one we're exactly. Not get two down on them. We got to have one negative episode, okay? Because we we've been just you know enjoying ourselves. La di da. Yeah. Listening to the St. Louis fans. <laughs> yep. Cry. <laughs> yeah, because they had a rough little stretch. I'm sure they're celebrating this victory to the max. I would assume so. This that's the other thing too. Like St. Louis actually played a pretty good game. Like they did. As much as they played a good game, though, the Avs just didn't really show up. But that's also the thing that's going to happen for like the rest of the season at this point because this team's got a target on their back now the way that they've started and everyone's taking notice of all their like new additions that have helped them so much it's like it's gonna it's gonna be tough against like everybody if you want to be on top of the game this is the place you want to be you want to have teams gunning for you Mm -hmm. pure and simple yeah fatigue is not a good answer it's not a good excuse that's for sure no um yeah it's uh, i'm know, sure they'll be fine on friday like exactly i, I have no I'm not worried about it this is probably like the best thing that could have happened after that game is having this three-day break because they obviously need it and because of the random thing it's like they get you know some crap figured out lineups and whatever we'll get into that later too but yeah it was it was a rough go there <laughs> McKinnon scores before Rantanen disappears, thankfully. Yeah. Right, power play goal, which we kind of talked about it. Their penalty kill. Penalty kill has been pretty solid over, like, the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're third in the league at penalty kill right now, so. Yeah. Like this pretty- Sitting at, or sorry, they're seventh. But seventh. That's- sitting at a solid 85.7%, that's pretty damn good for sure. But their power play, I mean... It's not so bad. Like, over the full year, it's 20%, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we figured. Yeah. But over the last five games, it's been rough. Yeah, five on four the last yeah four games have been really rough. Now, that McKinnon goal was a five on three, actually. Sure. It was. So, so if you go so with take that, that with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. If you don't score a five on three, on a five on three, especially if it's a substantial five on three, obviously it if it's 15 seconds, then whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you have substantial time on a five-on-three and you don't score, you don't deserve to win an NHL. I totally agree. Pure and simple. Yeah. Um, they score. It gets them back in the game. But like we're saying, that power play, if you don't count that five-on-three, yeah, they're like one in – Yeah, what was it? Know, one for 13 or something in the last four yeah, games yeah. and two for 17 in the last five? Yeah, like – So then you take away the five-on-three goal – and they're like two for sixteen. Yeah, yeah. They're one for sixteen. One for sixteen. Five on four. It's not the percentage you want, especially it's like. Rough. It's been tough too because they just haven't been able to get set up. It seems like, and then that second unit is just not very good right now too. But like the first unit, like you expect that to be a good offensive output in those however you know minute that they're going to be out there or a little bit longer. But they just it seems like they can never set up and get anything going and then like even that five on three 
power play. How neat McKinnon scores that goal is him just like walking in and freaking wiring it. Yeah. Like that's not like it's not making a play and passing around. It was just him kind of, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this myself and get a goal here. Yeah. Like, and he knows he can, and we all know he can too. Exactly. And, yeah, like, I don't know. So they got some work to do. And, hey, man, we're 7-1-1 one, and one still, and our power play is not even close to where it can be. It's a pretty good sign considering once that turns up a little bit more, that's even, you know, it's just more for the team. What does 20% put them in, like, position in the league? Right in the middle, pretty much. 16th. So yeah. Average. I guess kind of tied for 14th because there's three at 20%. But right in the middle. Right, right Which, in the middle pack. There's absolutely no reason it should be below 10th or better. Yeah. Realistically. With this lineup. Yeah. And, like, the force that you can have on that top power play unit. Because they have Kadri up there now, too, right? And Makar and then Perfection line. Yeah. That's a pretty ridiculous That's power play. Pretty good. Like probably one of the best lines for a power play in the league. So I'm cracking out. It was Perron that scores later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, then Perron scores. That's the one timer from the slot where it's just like a brutal seam pass, seam pass, and then McKinnon, you can't let him off the hook here. McKinnon just loses Perron. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything. McKinnon's high slot, Perron's high slot, and then all of a sudden he just breaks away and nice one timer, bottom, bottom far side, and Grubar can't get over. Yeah, it's it is what it is. I mean, it's not the greatest defensive play. It's not really the greatest anything. Good play by St. Louis to the net. Yeah, a Charlie Horse is still in the back of his mind. You got to be careful. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It's a damn good thing that didn't ail him more. Well, Ugh. especially now. Exactly. And then Tarasenko's goal, it's it looks bad on Grubauer. But yeah, a bit. Like it, it only looks bad on Grubauer because of how it went in. Yeah. It's one of those plays. It's just like the the weird off the backboard somehow on the stick of Tarasenko, and then he just gets it squeaked through. Yeah. This that that's the one that kind of tipped off his glove. No, this is the one that went, like, Tarasenko was just above the goal line, oh, and he yeah. throws it across the front of the net, and it right. hits, like, underneath Grubauer's arm, and then somehow just slides it in the net. Yeah. It's very weird. There wasn't right. really a clear angle of, like, how it bounced in the net, but That's when I began to be like, I just can't. I just can't with this game. Just, like, it all, was just... all this crap. Like, what is, like, what is that goal? Like, yeah. How, how does this happen? Well, because it's <laughs> just a weird one, because it's, like, the way it bounced to Tarasenko was weird. I think it hit the back of the net. Yeah. And then it just right on, right on the tape. And Gru, like Grubauer is obviously not ready for that. There's shots like when you're, you know, defend, like a shot from a defenseman that's from kind of near the boards and it goes behind the net. You're kind of expecting it to come out the other side. That shot was pretty straight on, just missed wide blocker side or I guess glove side for Blue, Grubauer. Or no, he's regular. Yeah. I think um so blocker side and then all of a sudden it's back door and he's trying to catch up and it's too late yeah it's it's unfortunate it kind of seals the deal for st louis but there's still a period to go and they just did nothing, nothing. absolutely binnington nothing. man they had 17 shots the avalanche had 17 shots mm-hmm. i don't know 10 of them were from like outside and right into the crest oh yeah it was 
not a not a tough night for that was uh, Jordan there. Yeah, that's not one of the all. easiest nights he's ever had to play. Yeah, Jake Allen probably could have won in that game. <laughs> that is true. That's <laughs> probably legit. Man, we really should add Tom on. <laughs> yeah, that's just the overall theme I got from that game was just completely unfocused and like mental error after mental error and just no cohesiveness. I don't know. Everyone was just out to lunch the whole game. It was just like, ugh. Except for, like you said, Grubauer. And even, you know, that last goal was kind of like, ugh. But not really his fault. Like, you can't really do much. You can't really blame anyone on that one. Yeah, that's true. It's just a freaking weird goal. The original shot goes wide. Your defenseman on a shot from where it was shot, your defenseman should be nowhere near the goal line. Oh, yeah. I don't even know why Tarasenko was over there. Yeah. So it's just a very weird play develop, like just how it developed, and then it's in the back of the net, and oh well. Yeah. But there's 20 minutes plus to play, and you just generate nothing. They, they yeah, I kept waiting. Four check. They didn't generate. Like it was just. Ugh. I kept waiting for just some kind of spark, anything like right because all Sidorov you need... throw a big hit or like yeah someone go on a big rush. Like where's even McKinnon didn't even show up in that third period yeah. at all, like. Kadri was barely noticeable. I don't know. It was a rough go. I was surprised because <clears throat> I actually looked this up, and they how many hits do you think they threw in the St. Louis game? The Avalanche? Yeah. Well, they don't really throw that many hits to begin with, so... I mean, judging by your tone, I would assume it's really low, like four hits maybe. But, <laughs> I w- I, you know, like you would think in a game like this, especially when you're down... Most of the game, you should be around, you know, 15 or 20 hits at minimum. So they had 19 hits. Okay. Yeah. Washington, when they played them, had 11. Washington had 11? Well, no, when they played Washington, they hit a Washington 11 times only. And I was like, oh, really? Because yeah. they crushed them. Well, like, they also got completely owned in that physical aspect of that game, though. That whole second period in that Washington game was just yeah, basically the Washington. Capitals unleashing yeah, yeah, yeah. their body. <laughs> it's true, but... That was uh, I was just surprised by that. Yeah, they have but not very physical. Out of the five games, they have 109 hits total. They had 42 versus Pittsburgh, 19 versus Florida, 18 versus Tampa Bay, 42 against Pittsburgh, 19 versus St. Louis. Uh, yeah. But the thing, the thing with hits, and it was kind of talked about last year in the playoffs and the year before that when Vegas did their run. The thing with hitting is you can only hit when you don't have the puck. Mm-hmm. So. That's why, like, that's why I'm less surprised that the number was a little higher in this game than versus Washington. Yeah, so yeah, uh, right? most, when you start yeah. thinking about it that way. But at the same time, like, I was you're playing pro- half the game without the puck at least. Yeah, most of the, like, most of the time. So you, sh- it's nice. It's the old school way of playing hockey. You want to hit if you want to talk about Don Cherry. Don Cherry <laughs> wants 75 hits a game. <laughs> but I just this team's not built like that. Zadorov, oh, yeah. um, what's his pickle? Um, Pierre El- Edward, yeah, Elmar, you know, yeah, Don is gonna throw his weight around. Uh, Cotter is gonna throw his weight around. The f- whole fourth line better throw yeah. their weight around. But they're also not like going hunting either, which you don't want that either. Yeah, no, they're smart hitting. That's why yep. forty-two in the Pittsburgh game is very surprising. That yeah. was a crazy game, though. It was a crazy game. It got pretty uh, 
pretty heated. Is that the game that the linesman went down? One of them. Yeah, yeah it was so. that game, yeah. Because that game was getting crazy, yeah. Perfect. I didn't notice that. Hmm. That's that's how you do it, you know. Make the linesman work harder without oh, yeah. a partner and then make him also go in every scrum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. But, yeah, I guess. But the big news. Yeah. The biggest news that we've, you know, brought up a couple times here. Miko Rannon's week to week, apparently. Which is with did oh. did they even release what it is? No, no, like they, didn't they won't release yet. what it is. Classic hockey. They probably Classic won't NHL. even. Yeah, lower body injury. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's got to be got an it. ankle sprain, just a minor one. It's got to be, if, especially if it's week to week. Because if it's if it was knee anything, it wouldn't be week to week like yeah. that. Or uh, any kind of break, break or fracture. Maybe a fracture of time, but. If you fracture no. the, like that, it would can, have been a finger like a, you can deal with. I don't think you can deal with a yeah. fractured like that's true ankle anything in that ankle joint. Yeah, so yeah it's got to be. I think it's probably a what they. Too. Yeah, yeah, probably what they. Probably expected. just a minor sprain, but man, a weird way it twisted, right? So it just pulled some funny muscle. Well, it's just yeah. it's like when you see it from the one angle, you're like, okay, that's weird. But then he, like, just the way he falls down, you're like, man, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the way he falls down. he goes like, down. And then he goes down the tunnel and everything is not great. And you're kind of freaked out. And you're like, yeah, it's not good. But, I mean, yeah, maybe, it's not, maybe it's not too bad. Then you see the reverse camera angle. And you see just how much that f- foot torqued around. Yeah. Ooh. Well, the top of his leg is traveling in a forward motion. The yeah. bottom of his leg is going to back the to the net. The opposite direction. <laughs> like, he was pointing at the net with his toe for fun. Man, I watched <laughs> the replay way too many times. I don't know why. <laughs> but, like, time. I just, I was just like, oh, please don't be that bad. The but every time, yeah, every time. I got time. the heebie-jeebies every single time I watched it. No, he did oh. come back to the bench. Um, to test it, To he? test it. And then he did walk down the tunnel yeah. himself. But that's so. the thing. Like, Zach Hyman played on a torn ACL in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean it's good that he can yeah, walk yeah. on his own. And you never know but until it, your but if it's, muscles get cold. If you can't walk on it, I'd say about 10 minutes after, five minutes after, it, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Because all the uh, adrenaline's kind of not there as much but now. That's what, yeah. Zach Hyman still but, isn't playing hockey right now. Well, he's he crazy. tore his ACL and played and in the playoffs. Playing, yeah. like, like, wow. And he played multiple games after that. Yeah, as well. So, like, no, it wasn't good. Like He wasn't functioning yeah. very well, but he was still playing, right? So it's like... Just because they can force it doesn't mean it's not that bad. Yeah. But like Bednar said today that this is probably the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. He's figuring two to three weeks by the sounds of things because he said not four to six weeks. Exactly. Not. So I hopefully would, not. I would prepare yourself for three weeks and then start holding your breath then. Yeah. Now, Tuesday he's going in for testing again, they said. So yeah. they'll mm-hmm. give us a better update then. Yeah, they said we'd have better info next week. So I'd assume Wednesday afternoon. But it's, yeah, well, it's just such well, a shame. Wait. I know we on, well, Jared, you and the Doc, right? Doc? Hockey was troll. It? Hockey troll. <laughs> you did, did that last, last time. time. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the old You guys bet. made the bet. I know. Now that's kind of up in the air. Yeah, he tweeted at us, and I was just too depressed on, like, the night, and I didn't even tweet him back. I was just, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't even notice he sent us one. But I was just like, yeah, it's so rough. And, you know, see, that's why I, I was like, 70 games. They both need to play 70 games because you never know when a freaking freak accident like this happens. Like, Watch. you, that's the thing about that, too, is usually... He doesn't get that, pushed. He that happens yeah. 
like Kate, the play itself happens sometimes, but you just toe pick and then you fall. You don't like I've never twist seen... your ankle like three hundred and eighty degrees. Well, so it kind of looks like his foot was already like sideways, and that's why he didn't just toe pick and yeah, fall. Yeah, exactly. But I've never seen. I've never seen. I've never felt something like that. Yeah. Where you just can't get your foot off the ice. Yeah, like a it, rut just clipped his skate. And right, because, like, you know, there's plays where, like, if you're in a battle with somebody and they're kind of pushing you on that leg and then you catch the rut, then it's kind of like how Malkin got hurt this year. Yeah. Where, yeah, like, okay. he kind of got pushed and off balance and then mm-hmm. you're you're at the mercy of the guy who's directing you, but he was all alone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so normally weird. speaking, your foot, would hit, your foot would hit that and it would just let go. And yeah. you just... Either fall over or, or skid over or something. Skid over it, whatever. It's ice just is completely slippery. stuck to it. Yeah, and then he's it's so gross. It's, <sighs> right as he's about, oh, it's so brutal. It just it kind of reminds me of like the non-contact injuries you see in football, where like the guy that drops back and the Achilles just explodes. Ugh, yeah. yeah, and you're just like, oh my god, that's so bad. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, it's ugh, it's just so the non-contact is so gruesome, man. It's so bad. Yeah, so knock on wood, everything goes well for that because we need Re- uh, Rico. We need uh, Miko back. Manin. Rico Mantanen. We need you back, buddy. We're struggling. But that's another thing is don't rush it. Still early. Got lots of time. Make sure it's good. You don't want to come in 80% and injury later on in the year. Especially because you're 7-1-1. One, one. Well, yeah, that, right. look at him. He didn't have training camp, and he just that too. cruised. So maybe this works too. So I was yeah. actually going to bring that up. I was going to say, because of no training camp, do you think he pushed himself so hard on this road trip that maybe something? See, I'm wondering. See, I was kind of thinking. It, he's not as in shape, right? No, his, see, or... that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, maybe his leg wasn't as strong as normal. Right. That's what, yeah. And it caught weird and he couldn't would this have happened if he was there earlier well the muscle like maybe his muscles weren't conditioned to kind of like overcome that yeah i i doubt it though like he's such a young guy i'm pretty sure he was was fit man he came in and he was fine do you see him in the first every game yeah he's been he's fine he's working out the whole time guaranteed but the thing is working out and skating at full speed is far different yeah that's the thing right it well i'm sure he was on the ice too but it's not the same. You're right. Right. It, it's even practicing yeah. is not the same. But it's, talk about practice. Yeah. Right. So it's. I doubt it's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be though. It could be part of it. But yeah. Anyway, hopefully, everything goes well. You know, you got the best medical staff around you, so hopefully he recovers pretty well. And <clears throat> three weeks, we can deal. We can deal. That's okay. Especially because my initial thought was, oh, man, he's done for a while. Well, that's what... So, there was a couple of different uh, Twitter threads that I was reading. Uh, there's a couple different ones that follow football. Like, a couple different Twitter handles and YouTube channels that, like, follow football. And people were tweeting at them to give them, like, an assessment Oh yeah, from the video. And a couple of the guys were saying ACL, MCL. That's what I originally ACL thought. was season ending. And you're just like, ooh, buddy. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please. Those I thought, yeah, injuries, tear, man. just like a tear or something. Yeah. Right? Well, and by the look, like how fast it jerked, that was my immediate thought too. Yeah. It's like, oh, What's snap. going on the knee? What just uh, got broken there and snapped apart? Like, Yeah, I actually didn't originally think it was ankle at all. I thought it was knee. Yeah. So uh, it's. It could be the knee. It could still be the knee. We have no idea. Yeah, exactly. It could be yeah. a very minor tear. Yeah, it could just been like a strain or yeah. meniscus 
screw up or whatever. Hopefully it's not meniscus. Yeah. Because that's the stuff that That's builds. the Stamkos and the Taylor yeah. Hall and the... That's the stuff that doesn't really go away ever. No. Um, but yeah, so in practice today, which is what I figured because they put Don Skoy on that top line after uh, Miko was gone. Looks like he's going to be on that top line, which initially I was thinking, oh, they should put Burakovsky up there because he's looked so good. But I think that's a really good way to get Donskoy going a little bit more too. Not that he's been like bad or anything, but I think he's got another gear that he can get into himself and playing with someone like that plays with the speed that McKinnon does. I think that will help him kind of turn up a little bit more. And then, you know, having Burakovsky and Kadri on that second line is just like, oh, it's so good. Right? They seem to work really well together. Yeah. So, and like, Burkowski needs no help getting going. He's already going. So you might as well keep those two together. Maybe get some new chemistry with Donskoy up there. And then uh, whatever the crap fest that follows for that, for line changes is, I don't, I'm not really sure what they're doing, but... Well, Nichushkin probably gets back in the lineup. You would assume. Which is perfectly fine. Put him back on that fourth line. He was... They looked so good together already. But he's been out of the lineup for three games? Two games? Yeah. Uh, what for would it be, I guess? Is it, not? it would be no, no, he was... three, I think, right? Because it was when Comfer came back? Yeah, I think so. So I think this... I think three games he's been out. And then I guess you'd... You almost need to keep Jost at center and then... Did they practice today. Know. What was the lines at practice today? Yeah, I didn't see all the lines. I just saw that Donskoy was practicing with the top line. So, mm. anyways, though, we'll see. It is what it is, and just gonna need some people to step up here, and you know, not like they haven't already, except for that St. Louis game. Um, but when it comes to goal scoring, we all know that up and down this lineup this season, there's people that are available to fill that position because Rantanen has not been relied on nearly as much as last year, the whole line. Um, but like one person that we're going to need, and he's already been showed up all year long here is Mr. Nathan McKinnon with his nine game point streak, which we haven't even like been like aware of in a way. It's, it's just been very quiet, right? Because he hasn't been a focal point of like, almost any game yet this year which is also a little bit weird they haven't just they just haven't had to be but you know here goes nathan mckinnon just yeah i got nine points or nine games in a row with points just like last season which is crazy so consecutive seasons nine game point streaks you want to see the company he's in with this let me set one sec uh Season opening streaks of nine-plus games in consecutive campaigns. NHL history. There's five players, including McKinnon. Charlie Simmer. That's crazy. Nice job, Simmer. Nice job, buddy. What? I didn't even know he was that good at hockey. That's crazy. Uh, Oops. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> what? No way. I don't believe it. Yeah, weird. Weird. Uh, Guy Lafleur. Like, <laughs> Lafleur. Lafleur, jeez. Lafleur. <laughs> I'm good at spakes. Uh, and Rod Gilbert, I don't know who that is, but LA King. But, like, that's crazy. And two, so only Gretzky has gone four. And then everyone else is at two consecutive seasons with nine plus games. 
That's pretty crazy. Just That's some company. Just the thing about like a lot of guys complain about not necessarily being ready anymore for like not not physically ready, but ready to compete like that. Yeah. Clearly hot out of the gate. Clearly Nate's not got a problem with Nate that. Nate comes hot out of that gate. That's <laughs> that's also pretty rare though, like hearing about the stats. The oh, five players. Yeah, well yeah, all of those players were like Gretzky was the latest one and that to was... leave retire. Yeah. Like So it hasn't happened in what, twenty years? Yeah. <laughs> not cool. even Crosby, not even McDavid, like Yeah. Like to think McDavid I think right now McDavid has 18 points, I think, in yeah, nine like or that. ten games. You yeah. know, it was and one he game. Missed the game. Yep, there was one game that he didn't get a point um, at home or whatever. And then it's just it's crazy, you know. It's just. But yeah, and that's good company. Definitely, but we've also kind of gone through this season, and there's been some like shifts in overall Avs history, legit with this team. And uh, Mr. Nate McKinnon is rolling through some of these. Yep. He's now third in the Avs history for game winners at 36, just past Forsberg earlier in the season. Forsberg? Who's that, right? Oh, my God. Like, you're that good, McKinnon. You are that good, which is crazy. And he's going to go down as one of these best Avs in history. He's doing this now. How yeah. many years is he still going to play there? Right? He's still got a long way to go. And okay. doing it for the cheap. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. The other one was... Okay, yeah. So, assists again. Yeah, McKinnon. I was going to say assists. He's probably at more than this. I remember I took this a while back, but he's at at least 253, so he's probably a couple more than that. Sixth most in history. He passed Duchesne. <laughs> Landeskog's right behind him, though, too. He's at 243. Uh, he's probably at a few more than that. So, he's almost going to pass Duchesne here as well. And then just above them is Paul Stasny, Tange, Hayduke, Forsberg, Sackett. Yeah, Classic. yeah. Which is like, <laughs> that was the good times. We right know there. we're watching history. We just didn't know we're watching this much. Exactly. And then another one, Landeskog. Sorry. Fourth most in Avs history for goals overall. Just past Duchesne. Ahead him, Forsberg, Hayduke, Sackett. Of course. So like, and he's going to, he's... He only needs, what, 23 goals? I think 22 because I'm pretty sure he got one after got this. Got that St. Louis one. Um, to pass Forsberg. That's crazy. So, like, there's some cool stats for you and some milestones pretty much to look out for because some of these are going to get passed this year. Like, maybe assists. McKinnon might actually pass Paul Stasny in assists this year, which would put him fifth. Like, that's crazy. That's just some cool history. I've been meaning to talk about that for a couple episodes and just kept forgetting. So there you go. Some tidbits. That you can't watch because Altitude isn't playing the games. <sighs> Still. <laughs> hey, yeah, at least I think the Nuggets open up their – would have opened up their season today on recording. Wednesday. I think. I've seen a bunch of stuff there, so hopefully the Nuggets can drive that as well. Well, because it's – yeah, they do them as well, so. Yeah. Don't block my nuggets. Don't block my sports. Come on. Chicken nuggets. (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) If only their, what is it, the Broncos were owned by the same avalanche. Well, if only their, yeah, their their TV rights were altitude. Yeah, that would put a little bit, even more pressure on them. I don't know, man. 
It's got to happen. I know we say this pretty much every episode, but it's got to happen soon, right? I know. It's like, it's the little, uh, you know, thing in the room we don't want to talk about. The very big elephant in the room that gets mentioned a lot. And it's just, it's rough. It's rough out here. So, enough of history. We have another back-to-back Friday, Saturday coming up. Get some rest in here. This is a at least got a home game in it, which is nice for yes everyone who's going to the game on Saturday. Vegas on Friday, man, that is ooh wee. Yeah, another uh, afternoon game. We did well in that first afternoon game that we had uh, against Washington. I guess it was kind of afternoon. It's five p.m. there. Yeah, I guess it's five p.m. again there. Yeah. Five local, yeah. We did well in those games, so or that game. Um, so hopefully oh, they're it continues. Definitely going to be sharp. Yep. I would think on Friday. This will be a tough game. Uh, definitely going to need to show up a little bit more. Uh, can't be tired anymore. So don't use that excuse. I don't want to hear it. So I know we kind of talked about it. St. Louis going into Monday's game, they didn't look like themselves. But they definitely looked like themselves on Monday. Yeah. Vegas is a far more offensively talented team. Mm-hmm. If the Avs don't show up, it's going to be a problem. Like, well, if if they don't play their game, kind of out, try and outskate Vegas and all that stuff, it's going to be rough because we know Vegas plays the body. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Flurry is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he's been Ages playing really wonder. good. I don't know, just the chocolate there. I don't know what it is. He's been killing it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's gonna, gonna be a hell of a game, though, yeah. for sure. I just uh, gonna have to show up for that one. This is this is where the good teams they stop the run, like they don't let the. Obviously, they had the seven or eight game point streak. You got to keep these losing skids to one or two games. Exactly. One or two games. One or two games. That's what the best teams do. Right? Yeah. Because then it makes your streaks count so much more. Exactly. Right? You can go 500, but if you throw in two or three big streaks in there, all of a sudden you're at Tampa Bay and you're 110 points. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's a big weekend. They have to get, they have to get two points somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Big break. Especially playing Anaheim at home. Anaheim yeah. is in like they're having an, an okay start, I think, aren't they? Yeah, they haven't yeah. been too bad. And I think the they, biggest thing for Anaheim has been Gibson too. Always. So that's uh two big uh goalies who are playing well right now. So and we're gonna get a chance to see both Groob and Francis, I would assume. Francois. I would I would imagine Francois is in on Saturday. Yeah, probably if they do it the same way. So I would assume I would assume you would, get, regardless, like whether you go talent of competition or you go order of games. I would assume Grubauer gets Friday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the only reason you might give Grubauer Saturday is it's at home, but yeah. That generally doesn't weigh into coaches' minds too much. Yeah, I yeah, think no. so. But so, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. Another back to backer. 
went pretty well the first back to back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good luck, Avs. Get uh, your rest. The talent in this back to back is far less. It's it's a little bit less frightening, but <laughs> doesn't mean you uh, can definitely take either of these teams lightly because that's when you get that last game that we just played. I don't know if it, if that was a part of it. I'm sure it could have been, but overall, hopefully, we see a better team. I think that's everything. Um, have tune into the weekend's hockey games and. We'll catch everybody on Monday. Indeed. Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.